0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the Dream Business Coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Little snafu on the Wi-Fi there, but we are up and running as usual. I thought the Wi-Fi was going to be all fixed when I moved off my boat, but evidently not. I'm the founder (laughs) of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters. And host of this podcast, Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. This is the first live edition from my new home office, which, if you've been following me for a while, it looks like my old home office because this was the exact setup I had. Anyway, welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio with my special guest, Evans Putman. And, Evan, how are you doing today, Evan? Evan I'm sorry. Good.
2: Yeah, no worries, Jim. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm plural. That's all you got to remember. I'm plural. I have like an army of Evans's with me.
1: I know. I was wondering if if uh, <laughs> if it was like Evans' first show, is it Evans's first show? <laughs> but anyway, right. That, that'd, be a, that'd be a tongue twister. Anyway, hey folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur, or small business owner who is tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, and especially, and especially if you want to create multiple streams of revenue in your business, something I'm very good at, and you want to be part of this extraordinary group, go to dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. All right, let me tell you a little bit about my special guest, and we'll dive right in. Evans. Is a fur, family first fur, going to get that plural? And freedom-focused entrepreneur going into his twentieth year in the online entrepreneurial space. He doesn't look that old, but we'll we'll find out if that's if that's true or not. Over that time, he has launched and sold multiple businesses while helping hundreds of entrepreneurs create profitable, purpose-driven businesses which align with their core values and serve their ideal customers. Today, he is a coach and consultant who helps change-making entrepreneurs with big, positive messages and missions build profitable, scalable client businesses. That is a mouthful for some reason. Maybe it's just late in the day. <laughs> Evan is the creator of the Infinite Impact Method. He's host of the Infinite Impact Radio podcast, and his trainings have been licensed by and featured in ClickFunnels founders Russell Brunson's high ticket coaching program. Evan, I don't know what's going on. That that introduction that has the, the big the most long words that I could probably handle. <laughs> How are you doing today?
2: I was just testing testing your uh, your ability to use a lot of long words at once, right? <laughs> it's, so.
1: Yeah, it's like w- when you go to Bible study and you read the Old Testament. I'm I'm, I'm late on those <laughs> days anyway. All those yeah, big yeah. words. So my listeners, um, largely entrepreneurs and small business owners, which is why I wanted to have you on. I'm totally familiar with Russell and his great products, and I love copywriting mm-hmm. and just the whole. Sales process. But before we dive in, my listeners enjoy the backstories of my guests as much as the strategies and things like that. So take us back a little bit. Are you a first generation entrepreneur or did your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa kind of lead the way there?
2: Sure, sure. And real before we do that, I just want to say I know you mentioned your masterminds. I just came back from a mastermind and I can tell you that masterminds are game changers, right? They For your are business. So I love them. I love masterminds. So, um, yeah, I would. I grew up, I, I guess, you know, I didn't really think of my father as an entrepreneur, but he started in sales and then he went on to leave a, a sales position in an established company, um, air conditioner sales. So you can think here in the U.S., there's probably only like two or three that you would even think of. He was with one of those. But then from there, he went on to work independently Um for another business and then also to buy into another business. So I guess in some ways you could look at him as an entrepreneur. My grandfather, I would definitely, he was a farmer, right? Like he had his own farm. Self-employed. I mean, the ultimate, right? Real estate, grew his own foods, went to auction, sold sold livestock. Um, He is probably... I would say where I get most of this from because of my at least my mom says that I get I have his personality and all these traits as well. So, yeah, so it's a little bit sprinkled in there, but not necessarily um, the way we think of entrepreneurship more today, especially in the digital
0: age.
1: Yeah and it's 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 just such a shame I mentioned it a lot that schools don't teach kids that there's an alternative to just going to college getting a job and waiting for the gold watch there is a way mm-hmm. that you could start a business with a skill or or talent yeah. or product or service and by the way your dad's anybody who's in sales in my in my world's an entrepreneur cuz mm-hmm. every Monday you start at zero the first of every month you're starting at zero right mm-hmm. so it, it that is the I think sales is like the ultimate entrepreneurial job. So tell me about your early business. I know you had several businesses before you kind of zeroed in on what you're doing now. Tell me about those.
2: Yeah. So I guess my first diving into entrepreneurship at first for me was, well, I was actually in sales before in a real, I worked, I sold radio way back when. Radio um, commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I was selling air, you know, if you can sell air, you can pretty much get away with selling anything. (laughs) That's right. I I moved from there to sort of following my passion, which at the time was exercise and health. I started as a personal trainer, so I was on my own. Thank goodness I had a sales background because I had to get clients. So that was sort of my first entrepreneurial adventure. And from there, I started looking at, okay, I'm trading time for dollars, mm-hmm. right? I'm trading time for dollars. And I know one thing you mentioned multiple streams of income, creating more freedom. And I was looking at that, like, how the heck do I do that? Right. Because here I am, I got X amount of hours in the day. People come to me for an hour at a time and I started trying to figure this out. So I I started going online and I found a couple of guys that were actually, this was 20, 20 ish years ago. And they were selling how to get more clients, how to build fitness uh, programs that you could leverage your time and grow, and not just be a billable hour type personal trainer. Sure. And I got all into that and got excited. And they're mailing me. Remember those days you would get the big giant packages full of CDs or cassettes? Yeah. <laughs> that which was you then, couldn't right? stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was then. Back then, you know. So I. But here is where it really twists, changed it up for me, Jim, because I got more excited about what they were doing than what I was doing. I'm like, Hmm, that's an interesting business model. They're just online talk. They're showing uh, they've been, they've done the thing before. Now they're showing others how to be successful doing this. Right. So I started looking at how do I, how do I like get into the online space? And that's where it led me from personal training to leveraging the digital marketing stuff to actually creating online workouts through this little animated program that was nothing more than cartoon images that I could give my clients. And then I was like, wow, I can now work with somebody maybe one time a week, Mm. give them this stuff to go do on their own, then do more like consulting and I can pack my schedule with other people or I can create group trainings. I just started, it opened up a whole world of possibilities to where I could create more streams of income. Right. And I could also free up more time and leverage my time. So that sort of led me into the online space. And oh, that's um, interesting because
1: that, you yeah. and I started about the same time. I started in 2001, really got into online in 2006 or seven or so. Um, I'm curious about some of your early mentors. I I remember, um, I think I only I met him through his courses about a year before he died. Do you remember Cory Rudel? That was, he started, uh, Corey Rudel had an interesting program. I just can't think of the name. I actually have it. I think it's in my storage <laughs> unit still.
2: <laughs> I was, recognize but, that name.
1: Yeah, but I think it was cassettes and and obviously the transcripts and and then in 2007 I get introduced to Dan Kennedy, which then you know brought mm. me into the, the the introduced me to the Russell Brunson, Ryan Dice, and Joe Polish that that whole group. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of my my introduction back then. Um, so was there like a light bulb moment when you? I mean, I want to, I want to get into podcasts, I, mean, I, I, I yeah. love this journey. When did you, when did you discover podcasting as part of your, either your marketing or how you, it would be another revenue stream for you?
2: Yeah. Well that, you know, that was a, one of those sort of, I, I wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the time, so if we fast forward from where I was before I'd slowly, I'd made my way through multiple iterations of learning how to do sales copy because I have a writing background. So I started my online space by writing a lot of copy for people. And then that was sort of like, what's the next thing? How else can I help them? Then I moved into marketing consulting. Mm -hmm. And, um, at this point I was doing really well. And actually in my, my wife was, we had a young daughter at the time, probably like two or three, I think. And my wife was a general manager at a really nice restaurant here in town Okay, and So we were like two ships crossing in the night. We didn't see each other a lot, right? We she was on out. working at night, right? She would get home really late. I loved mm-hmm. it because I got to spend a lot of time with my daughter as she was growing up. That was like something that I really wanted to do. But at the same time, my wife was the one doing the heavy lifting. I mean, sure, she'd get home at two, three in the morning and she was up at seven in the morning letting me work while she would tend to our daughter, right? So at some point, I was like, come home. I'm doing great now, right? So things are going great. Well, I was doing like that sales guy that didn't fill this funnel. I got a little fat and happy with my clients and ended up running into a place where I ran at where my clients were gone. And I only had one left for oh, various boy. reasons. My big whale clients that were paying all our bills. That's where I just started. I gave myself like a day to beat myself up was like this this is what what's wrong with me what was I doing what was I thinking blah blah all that kind of stuff um and then the next day I was like I'll just go out and find more clients I've done it before and that's where I ended up seeing a post and this guy was looking for somebody to write podcast show notes and I'm like hmm. okay this is something I would probably hire my VA for right. but I kept coming I kept thinking about that post and it just kept there was something And my mind went to, okay, let me explore this further. I was like, maybe he wants more than just that. Maybe Maybe he's calling it it.
1: a different thing, right?
2: Yeah. I was like, let's, because for some reason I kept getting pulled back to this random thing. And that's where I reached out to the guy, find out that we live in the same town. So we end up meeting, which had never happened before. I'd never actually met my clients face to face because I was doing it all virtual all over the world. We meet. Turns out this guy, amazing guy, he's like one of the top, he had been number one in the world for two different real estate companies. New York times bestselling author had a podcast, was struggling to grow. It was struggling, you know, and he did want the show notes written. That was one thing. His wife was like, I'm not doing this anymore. You better hire (laughs) somebody or you're going to do it yourself. So, but when we sat down and talked, I started hearing his dream, his vision. And I kept asking him questions like, what is it you really want to do? What is it you really want to do? Mm. And it came down to the point where he was like, look, I, I changed my life when I stopped working 80 hours a week. I figured out how to work three and a half days a week. This is when he started having all that success. He'd written, he was like, I want to share that with other people. I want to okay. show them how I did it. So I said, give me the weekend. I'm going to go home. I'm going to put together a whole plan. I'll come back and we'll figure this thing out. And if you like what I put together, let's figure out how we can make it happen. Okay. So I came back to him um, and that ended up being the real estate rock stars with Pat Hyben podcast, where Mm. of course his name was Pat Hyben. He was in the real estate, really um, very well-known person in the real estate and expert. So I was like, I got to figure this out because I don't know how to grow a podcast. So I just had to figure out that part of it. And then we tacked on a business model to the podcast and it took some time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. At first we were doing, we were not selling through the podcast. We were struggling. We weren't getting leads. So it was a rough road, but the end of it, it's like this really pretty wrapped gift. Right. And that sort of that you mentioned Russell Brunson in the beginning too, And it was a long, and that light, the light bulb moment for me was when Pat and I had been working together for a while, struggling. We had grown, we'd grown, I think at this point to 75,000 monthly listeners, all organically following some strategies I'd put together, guess what, based on what I knew how to do, which was content marketing. So I was doing it different than what most podcasters think of, right? I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, we're going to use my content marketing strategies that I grew other businesses with, with your podcast. Um, and that worked, but it was about that time where we were like, well, we got to start figuring out how to make some money from this thing. We got some amazing courses, some programs. We're not growing our list. We're not making money that the book expert secrets. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I went and I clicked on the ad. And then from that moment on, Russell Brunson was like stalking me day and night <laughs> everywhere I was online. Free and, um, book for seven dollar shipping, right? That was the thing. <laughs> so I ordered it, right? I was like, I gotta get this book. And it was when I read that book that just flipped the light bulb because it was all about creating a movement, right? About yes, having and it's it's what my client wanted to do when we met with that first time, right? Like I want to change other people's lives with my mission mm-hmm. and create this, this movement, this tribe of people. And it was like, the book was just, it was like Russell Brunson was listening to our conversation, which, or, or the iPhone, you know, probably one of the two Yeah, exactly, um, and delivered it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you what, that was a fin. That's a fun, that's still one of my favorite books today. I mean, I'm a Dan Kennedy, you know, he, he's my biggest mentor, but Russell's stuff mm-hmm. is so, uh, which is so interesting how Russell bought Dan's company Right. a full circle so um I'm just curious when when the guy reached out about show notes was he literally talking about a transcript or pulling out like the highlights of the show what did what did he think he wanted
2: yeah that's actually what he really wanted was he just okay. he was doing bullet point show notes mm. and he needed his wife was doing the writing for him at the time and she was like look I don't want to do this anymore so he was looking for like a VA or a low-level copywriter to just write those show notes. But then when I started speaking with him, I discovered that his real pain point wasn't the show notes. It was that he had this podcast that was nobody was listening to. I guess right. that was before Rev.com or Fiverr <laughs> or
1: something, right? Where you're sitting right. there
2: manually transcribing everything. Yeah, but well, <laughs> the way he the way he had been doing it was his wife would listen to the episode. She would pull out some of the highlights and just write down the bullet points, you know? And, okay. um But yeah, he he his real pain point was more about people aren't listening and i don't really understand and i want to build a business and i don't really know i've never done one online before you know I've been very successful in the real estate world outside mm-hmm. of the online space but this was all new to him how do i translate my knowledge and know-how into a viable business online and so did you
1: take did you parlay that success with that client and start offering that service to other people
2: at, well, at first with him, it was a little bit longer story with him because we actually, when we were failing, it, I was failing. Let's just mm-hmm. put it the right way. He was doing okay. a great job. He was online. <laughs> he was he, he was, was like, living in the big house. <laughs> yeah. He was sharing. He was sharing his message. He was the voice. I was the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings, and I wasn't getting it done. And we went to funnel hacking live and ended up joining one of Russell's coaching programs. I listened to my coaches, did what they did. It was like coaching slash mastermind, right? I was getting in the room with some successful people. I was picking their brains. And that doing that over the next year, we took that business from basically zero to half a million dollars through the podcast. And and we grew it to 150,000 monthly, on average, monthly listeners. And that was over a 12-month period. And then it kept growing. But the thing that happened during that initial ramp up when I was like, I want to do this coaching program. It was like, that's going to cost some money. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, we came to an agreement that I was no longer working for Exclusively. him. Yeah. I was now working with him. So I became a partner in the business. I said, okay, just quit paying me me profit sharing and equity so now all of a sudden i'm a partner in the business okay and we grew it together and then ended up having the success so uh, down the road like a year and a half two years later when i did leave the pot that business was actually sold a podcast right it was crazy Mm -hmm. because of our audience and because of our list
1: so let's connect the dots a little bit from for my listeners because so many of them are doing podcasts they have two downloads, mm-hmm. two thousand. I don't know, but there's somewhere they, they 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 intuitively feel it's an important part of their marketing uh, process, but they don't know mm-hmm. how to you know quantify it, I guess. so you you were able to quantify that you grew to five hundred thousand dollars in revenue. you got about, on average about hundred fifty thousand um, if I remember that number right listeners per month. How did mm-hmm. that happen? And like what was the connection to the funnel?
2: How did is, mm-hmm. was that an integral part of building that base? Absolutely. Yeah. We, and that's what we did, right? Like we turned it into what I like to call a podcast sales funnel. Okay. So what I like to share and what I, and the thing that a lot of, and a lot of successful, I mean, really, I, I work with some really successful business owners now, and they don't get the connection mm. of how do I connect the podcast to my business? And that's what we figured out for us. The podcast was like the engine driving the car. Okay, right. Everything relied on it It brought us our traffic, it brought us our leads, it brought us our sales. So what we did was we actually, first thing we did was focused on growing, right? Because I knew how to do that. We did that through content. We did that through getting on other shows. Um, I won't go too deep. into I'm happy to explain some of the strategies if we have okay. time. But so we focused on audience growth, reaching the right people. And real quick, one of the ways we did this, remember, I said I had a content background. Yes, we went out and we would we found four really strategic places where our ideal dream client listener was going to consume content, written okay. content and we put written content on those pages like a blog mm-hmm. on other sites that had our audience. They were already big okay. name players that were looking for content but what we did that was different than everybody else, Probably because I, and to be honest, probably just because I didn't really think about it. It was just like, well, why don't we embed the podcast episode into that content? Okay. So if you think about Russell Brunson, and he probably learned this from Dan Kennedy or another direct response, right? It was like, we created a real heavy, captivating, attention-grabbing hook for a headline.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Had like some curiosity in the first one to two sentences to pull the reader in. Right under that first episode or first paragraph, we dropped in the embeddable player, the podcast player, the code on that content, so they didn't click so not and go even a, away.
1: Excuse me, not even a link to go listen. The podcast player mm-hmm. was right
2: there. Absolutely, oh, wow. Yeah. And what we did was we were like, you know, what we did, Jim. It was like, so Jim comes on our show, right, and he gives like five amazing you know, value around how to create multiple streams of income or whatever it is that you're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we would say, Hey, we get them with the hook and then we'd, you know, the first, the first paragraph would have some curiosity, but it would, at the end of the first paragraph, that would be a line that would say something like, if you want to, um, to, you can get, you know, Jim shared five or shared five tips. Three of them are in this article. If you want all five, especially you don't want to miss number five. You can just click the player right below and listen to the full episode. Okay. Right. And then we would have the rest of the content below that. So we still, it was a full post about 400 words or so, but the key was giving them that player directly on the page where they could listen to it right then, because we know how easily people, like, oh, yeah, I'll click the link. I'll, I'll read the article, then click the link. They read the article, their phone rings, they get a text. They don't do any of that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that's how we sort of grew in the beginning, the combination of that and getting on the right shows. But if you think about it, here's, here's the principle below that, because I like to share principles, not okay. just tactics. That was evergreen, right? Think about your podcast episodes. They're evergreen. They're out there forever, right? Social media is not evergreen. So many people focus on growing their shows through social media. It's like pouring water into a cup that has holes in it. Right. Constantly pouring following this strategy. Not only did we go where our listeners were already hanging out. So we were proactively putting it right in their faces, but it's evergreen. So just like our podcast episodes, that content lived out there forever. So after doing this over time, we built this strong foundation. We were like filling our cup and it started overflowing. And that's where we, that's how we were able to get to 150,000 monthly listeners because we built this really strong foundation that lived out there forever. It was ever yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Herring is
1: a content guy. I knew he's eating this up. I could just tell my <laughs> but, and, and I know I'm we eating. Come, we
2: come from the similar background then. Jeff. Do you know Thanks. Jeff? <laughs> or you just, do you know Jeff? No, no, I was just saying I was from that oh, content world. You probably too, do so know him, but and I've only got five minutes
1: left, so it's killing me. I'm gonna have to ha- have you back. I'm really curious about the uh, embedding mm-hmm. the link. Now, you could obviously do that technically on your own blog, but if you're sharing a blog post on somebody else's, do they allow that or do you have to ask permission for that?
2: Well, we did it on medium.com, which medium, one it was really that the thing that was cool on medium is, is you know, it's like people they when you sign up for medium, you tell medium what you're interested in. So it's like a reverse, right? Like they Mm -hmm. shove the content in your face. So we're like, Oh, that's how our stuff was getting there. But here's what we did. That was, um, another one of those things that I, I promise I didn't have any, and I like to share this because I want people to just try stuff. Yeah. Don't worry about failing. Don't worry about it not working. Just try it. Right. So I reached out. There was a, a, a very prominent publishing company that's online I won't mention their names but well I could it's inman.com they're really good in the real estate space right big name mm-hmm. place they 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 look for content they want content they want content curators and going back to your question it, initially when I reached out to them they were like well why don't you um we're, we're happy with letting you put a link on there and people can click away and just something clicked in my mind and it reminded me of my content days and I was like look I said you know, your, your goal is to rank high in Google to get your pages out there. So when people search, they find your website. And she was like, yes, definitely. And I said, well, one of the things that Google does is they're always looking at the amount of time, the bounce rate, you know, when people land on that page, do they leave quickly or do they stick around and how long do they stick around? Right. Our episodes average 35 to 40 minutes. So when people click that link that that player, they're staying on your page for the full thirty minutes if they listen to the full episode. That's huge. And she was like, "Let's try this," <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and we never turned back after that. Because I also shared, I was like, "Look, we're not we're not asking you to like put the link there and then taking people elsewhere. We're keeping them on your site." And to them that was a big aha. And to me, it was just like one of those, thank goodness I had that thought in that moment, because I don't know where it came from, but but it was thank it was my it's background in like the lightning and just hit at the right search, time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Right <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my gosh. This so that is so brilliant. I mean, such a big takeaway for me personally. Well, I got I have to ask you, um, so your show uh, with the real estate guy was that was a typical mm-hmm. was he teaching for half an hour or was he interviewing people? Is it Another, a lot of podcasts, I'd say most podcasts are interview half hour format,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, in that instance, these were all interviews. Okay. Right? With other real, other people that were really good at one specific strategy, and they came and they taught on that specific strategy. And here's the next step. I know we're running short, but I want to give people the next, the most okay. important thing that was the big aha for us was we had to figure out how to get people's email addresses. So we created a free resource area called the agent success toolbox, where Mm. we asked our guests to give us something connected to their strategy that they were going to talk about on the episode, right? Give us something around that. So if you, if you're amazing at getting for sale by owners to let you in their house, to actually get them to sign a contract to list their house, which is a, a special talent for a real estate agent, right? They would come, they would talk about that in the episode. Then they would give us something like maybe their objection crushing sheet that they use, like with their top 10 objection crushers. We would put that in our members area. So they would create the desire. This was the key, right? The desire was created in the episode for the thing that was over here for free in our members area. That was the front end of our funnel or like the middle. The podcast was the front end. That was the section part, second part of our funnel. So they would come opt in, get access. At the time I left, we had 200 and something items in there for free. We had mm. a 78.6% opt in rate, which is just blew me away. Um, That's and crazy. then the, the people at the mastermind and in the coaching program were like, they were like, their eyes got huge at funnel hacking. Like, what? 78.6%? That's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. what are you selling in that funnel? Or like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's <laughs> so selling. That's where joining that program, that coaching program and getting in that mastermind was the game changer because I learned about funnels. And so on our thank you page, just the short, quick um, to wrap this up before we have to go to give people an idea, give them something, create the desire in the episode, right? For Mm -hmm. the next step, create a lot of desire. The next step, give them that thing. But then on give them the opportunity to buy right away on our thank you page. We had a short video that quickly brought them into our program, into our world. And we were selling courses at the time, digital courses and training to help them grow their business. So it was mostly sales training. Um, And so it was perfect, right? So people would come in, but if they didn't buy immediately, they were now in our sort of our ecosystem. They were in our agent success toolbox And we would give people because we brought guests on, we were always updating that toolbox. So, guess what? We were doing sending them follow up emails. Hey, Jim, we got another cool thing for you in the toolbox area. Have you checked it out yet? Hey, Jim, we got another cool thing for you. Have you checked it out? Hey, Jim, have you got we weren't selling? We the way what this is what blows my mind when we stopped selling in the podcast itself we actually went from zero to half a million dollars. We started making money when we quit selling because we were That's focused right. on giving and giving and giving and giving. Yep. And and our open rates on our emails were like 48% because people love getting emails from us. Um, but we created that ecosystem and inside of there we had opportunities to buy too. Like we would drop modules from our course in that members area. We put our webinars that weren't really working good elsewhere in there and they would work good in there because people mm-hmm. were already warmed up. Yeah. Because um, they exactly warmed up. So well, yeah, so Evans- we built, we, we built a funnel basically from the podcast. It was like creating an actual sales funnel, but based with a podcast to warm them up, build the trust, move them to the next steps. Evans, what a fantastic
1: show! I know a lot of people watch this on the replay. They're going to be like taking copious notes and like this was a real blueprint on how to actually make money with a podcast, which is something. Well, should I take sponsorships? I hate that. no, yeah, this is no, a, this is really sponsor how you do yourself. It. Sponsor yourself. There you go. That's what <laughs> I always say. Uh, so, Evans, uh, give a, a website. Where do you want people to go to connect with you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to.
2: Sure. Well, what we do is we have usually once a month, we do a uh, free training called Podcast Sales Machine. Um, They can grab a free ticket there, but they can go go to podcast dot com and they can grab a free ticket there. And then we also have the ability to upgrade into a VIP if they want to. But just go there and grab a spot and, you know, come to one of those and you get four hours of me just diving into this strong for you so four hours well that might be enough no i'm just kidding no i'm sure that's
1: pretty <laughs> fast. well th- i'm pretty sure let me go on my, test my memory i'm pretty sure did meredith connect us originally yes okay cool yeah she's connected me with like two or three people so she's awesome thank you so much for coming live man this this was you can tell i'm i'm jazzed i'm not just being polite here this is good stuff hey if you're watching this on the re you're very welcome if you're watching this on the replay put hashtag replay and leave a comment for evans because i'm telling you what he just delivered some pure gold um so folks that wraps up this very special interview with my special guest evans putman and i highly recommend you connect with him follow him learn from him at uh, give that one more time, podcast. I because I wrote podcast.
2: It's podcast salesmachine.com.
1: <laughs> there we go. I gotta learn penmanship. That's too late. <laughs> PodcastSalesmachine.com. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Again, if you're interested in the dream business mastermind, that is dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. coaching.com. My special live guest next week is the author of a great book called Follow Your Yes, Ken Bechtel. And remember, you can get free digital versions of all six of my books. I don't have to hold them up anymore. They're right here at Amazon as Kindle. They're free. Barnes & Noble as uh, what's that? Nook Books and at the iBookstore. It's not a promotion. That is my legacy building program because I still like working three days a week. But if you want to get more of me, you can do that for free. But until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. You take good care.